Hey everyone, welcome back to the Winner's Circle. I'm Cody. I'm Tiffany. And we are here joined with, he doesn't need any introduction, Joseph from <laughs> Big Brother 24. Joseph, how are you feeling now that you're outside of the house, buddy, for a couple weeks? Oh my God, I'm feeling amazing. I get to te- I get to talk with amazing alumni and I just am overwhelmed with all the love and support and that's coming from you guys, the fans, everyone. I'm, I'm just, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. You were like loved all season long. There was like, it was an uproar when you were going home, especially by the hands of the person that was really doing it. There was an uproar happening. Oh my house. God. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. I, I really did not expect to have that much support and love, you know, standing behind me. I really did not see it coming. Yeah. Because that's so, interesting, Joseph. You were an alternate, right? Yes, I was actually. Um, and in being an alternate, I think it had a lot to do with like, you know, I had a little unfamiliarity with the game, but that's because, you know, coming in, um, I, talking to my other house guests, like, you know, obviously, and I'm sure you guys can relate, like, as the time gets closer, you really start to prep, narrow in on podcasts, like get down, get it, do a deep dive on more episodes. But for me, particularly, I was studying for the bar. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I had, I had some, some very hardcore house guests. So, um i i definitely was just like you know i got familiar with your season and then i was like let's see how this goes and and then next thing i know like a couple hours before the show starts i'm standing in the premiere night in the backyard wow let me ask you that for what you just said it sounds like you weren't really familiar with big brother at all had you never seen a, a, a season never watched anything until you got asked so uh, realistically, my mom is a huge fan, but growing up and within the earlier seasons, um, she wasn't very pro letting her kid, you know, watch what was going down. So um, she loved the show, but she wouldn't let me watch it. But um, then I, you know, always between work and school, I was always working full time while, you know, and I graduated early consistently. So it was very hard to balance like any TV. Thank you. Um, it was very hard to balance TV. So I was always interested in Big Brother. So when they reached out, I was currently studying for the uniform bar exam. So um, once I realized I was the alternate, I was still like, you know what, let me prioritize this exam. So even in my preparation for Big Brother, um, the best I could do was like, let me at least get season 23 under my belt and go from there. Now, right. I have to ask, whose game were you trying to mold yourselves after watching season 23? You don't have to say me. Uh, <laughs> I think the more I watched, I think it was a little bit of everybody because one thing I wanted to do is like, you know, Big Brother coming into it, like the player is a person. So um, I actually think it was a slight benefit that I didn't know too many people's gameplay because there's no way, I, there's no book to follow in Big Brother. You know, there's obviously rules you can ab- uh, abide by, but overall like i'm dealing with 15 other people that no one else has dealt with so it wouldn't really make sense to really clock into someone else's strategy when they were in the house with different house guests as a different person so um i'm I'm a little glad but i definitely could see a lot of overlap between obviously you know from tiffany's strategic side to Derek x's clueless crazy side to xavier's hiding the lawyer aspect so there was, I definitely think a lot of overlap, but ultimately I tried to like play a game that, you know, was more in line with Joseph. Did you, but so that was your strategy. I'm just going to go in and be myself. Yes. Primarily just because I was like, you know, it, it's so, and I'm sure you guys can relate at from a player and person perspective. It is like so hard. Cause normally I thought, you know, maybe I'll go in I didn't plan on getting as close as I did with everyone. I was like, you know, at the end of the day, this is a game where we're playing $750,000. But that line quickly blurs because these people ultimately become your best friends, your family, like strong relationships. Um, So it was definitely an on the fly type of situation when I put the second I got in there. So walk us through that. You come into the Big Brother house. And you, you see 15 brand new faces. It's obviously extremely exciting. But what are those first, I, I want to say first two weeks. What were those first two weeks like just navigating the game? Were there nerves about being nominated in the first week, possibly going home? How did you navigate those yeah. first two weeks? So most definitely. So hilariously, walking into the house, there's a little mishap between Taylor and I. So quickly before we walk into the house, um, 
uh, my golf cart arrives before Taylor walks in. <laughs> She's standing over there. My golf cart arrives right before she walks in. And so, like, I already see her. And they're like, get him out of here. Get her out of here. So when I first walk in, she's the first house guest I ever see. <laughs> she's like right in front of me making this a lot harder to tell the story. Um, so she's like the first house guest that I, I see. So I, she already grabs my attention immediately. And Taylor being the rule follower that she is, when they start freaking out that we both see each other, she like breaks away and won't make eye contact with me. But me, like she's like, you know, it's Taylor. So I'm all like who is this and they're like get him out of here because like i didn't care like how they were like stop like don't look so i they send me away when i come into the yard the first person i'm looking for is her because i'm like oh i wonder where that girl went so i go into the yard and then i see she's also on the piercing stand with me so like she kind of stays on my radar and probably for the whole show from that standpoint but um I get in the show, I'm still digesting, I'm like, I wonder if my family's even watching, because, you know, they released the cast without me on it initially, so I'm sure my family's like, oh, you know, Joseph didn't make it, and he's not going on the show, so I'm like, thinking all these things in my head, I was like, oh my god, I have to cancel my bar exam, I have to quit my job, um, I have to, you know, learn a lot more about this game, like, I was a little definitely overwhelmed, and then they're like, okay, now we'll put all these piercing pieces on you, so I was like, okay, <laughs> um, and then as the weeks progressed, I was like, you know what, Joseph, like, take it slow, digest everything that's coming to you, and get to know these people, because as someone who, you know, in powerlifting or in any team sport, I'm very big on the players can make the team. so that's why, I mean, fortunately, I'm not forced into any alliances, I'm not even... Uh, you know, introduced to any except the one uh, Oasis, which I'm not loving the idea of, but it's the only thing presented to me in the moment. And um, even then, like, I'm like, this isn't long term. There's no longevity here. I don't plan on sticking with this. But for the time being, it's the only route of information I can have. Um, so going through the house, I'm really, really hell bent on getting to know the players. And my strategy is, is I think these people don't really know each other. I already start to pick up that a bunch of alliances are forming. People are aligning. I think I've, I'm on episode 14. I think Nicole and Daniel lock in a final two on like the first episode, which, you know, it's very hard because we're all strangers at the end of the day. I'm sure you guys can relate. It's like you, you're going to find out how these people play in a couple days, if not weeks. So my strategy was really get to know the people, whoever you really like, lock in with them. And um, anything that caused um, anything that was, you know, conceived too early in the game will probably implode on its own, which is like, fortunately, exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. that's okay. a, that's a, so were you that's aware the first two weeks when um, like the girls girls alliance was going on? Because you were kind of like playing this double agent, like you were working, you were getting information from them. And then you were coming back to your alliance with like uh, Oasis. Um, and then after pooch pooched himself then you kind of really started working your your double agency so um were you aware of what was going on with like the ostracization of taylor and then like this girls girls alliance and how loyal were you to the pound so hilariously um in in that time frame so in the first two weeks i'm not I'm not given any concrete evidence of what's going on in the house. I just have speculation. So I'm not even, other than Pooch and Turner and maybe Monty in those first few weeks and Michael and Kyle, honestly, the have-nots, um, I'm not really knowing what's going on. I'm, I've barely talked to even Taylor at this point in the game. Like I'm just like kind of really on the outskirts okay. of what's occurring in the house for like week one and week two. I start to pick up some speculation and then it puts me on notice, which is where I start to warn if you see in the first episodes. Um, I tell Pooch, I'm like, I have a gut feeling that you might go home. I have a gut feeling that, you know, the other side of the house is starting to work together. And then this is where I get put on notice. I don't know where Taylor stands at this point. Um, I have a, a sense that the girls are working together. I'm not necessarily sure if she's included in that yet. Um, hilariously, even though I had very close relationships with those people in week one, week two, from a game standpoint, nothing was spoken with me. Um, so I was, I was definitely lost in the sense that no one was giving me information, but I was still observing what was going on in the house. Um, so initially, they're not even 
giving me any information to play double agent yet. That happens uh, way later. But once I'm made aware by Kyle and, you know, the leftovers start to form and Kyle does confirm all my speculations, then I'm like, okay, you know, things need to change. Like everything I was worried about is true. And then that's around, this all starts to occur on my birthday, which is where the leftovers form and I'm definitely put on notice. So initially, um, and uh, then Kyle, you know, starts to confirm with information that he received about what's going on in the house. And once I have this confirmation, like the changing momentum in the house for everyone because you know the leftover starts to form because a lot of people feel like they're not being included in a lot of decisions and that the momentum of the house and the power of the house is not necessarily with us and then that's kind of how we come together and decide to change that yeah there was one conversation that had happened and it was it was surrounding you and taylor like you went into the storage room and had, had 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 a conversation with taylor Right. And you came out and I think it might have been Jasmine who like immediately came to you and was like, what are you talking to her about? What's going on? Why are you guys having a conversation? Is that when you started to maybe get a sense of like, okay, Taylor's definitely on the outs. I felt like I haven't gotten a lot of game information other than just being confronted for having a conversation with her. So did you start getting a feel of, okay, there may be a group in here and I'm not a part of it? Oh, absolutely. I well, The one that comes to mind for me specifically was when after the veto competition, Taylor comes to me in the car room and she's at this point, I've already decided I want to work with Taylor as one of the people. Um, and when the pound forms, I, I, I'm not sure if this shows, I, I'm not necessarily the one who forms the pound. I'm just there trying to have a dialogue with everyone. Um, because I'm, these are people I also want to work with, but the leftovers to me was primarily what I was looking for. That inner grouping was like, of course, when the guys felt the unity and we were just like, oh, okay, like, let's lock this in. Um, I'm not going to be like, no, guys, like, we can't, but like, I wanted a majority alliance. And then through the, as you can see by the way I play, I usually like will give a little time before I lock in on something. And when I do, I'm really locked in. So uh, the pound initially forms, I think it's Turner or someone who's like, you know, us four, we can do this, we'll call it the pound. And I'm like, okay, whatever, this doesn't hurt. But my primary objective at this point is I already know I want to work with Michael, Brittany, and Taylor. Mm -hmm. Some videos at that point were like, I'm rushing to try to grab them. I already know about Fajita Gate. Um, I think the night the leftovers is formed, I don't even get to be there initially because I stayed downstairs to make sure the other side of the house is like preoccupied so that the rest of the people can fill Taylor in and like let her know what's going on. But you are right, Cody. I do recall this is where it solidified. I do want to work with her. It won't jeopardize my game because I, I'm almost sure she's on the outskirts of the house. This is obviously after the blow up. Um, I remember I was talking to her briefly and it wasn't even game. She asked for a friend. We're not even this close yeah. to the game. Um, she just said, hey, Joseph, like, I don't really know anyone in the house, and I feel like if there's anyone I can talk to, it, it would be you. Um, and I, I didn't care from a game standpoint whether this hurt my game, whether it didn't, and just from like a friend perspective. And, and I, I don't even know much about Taylor at this point, but I just see a person who needs someone. And so I, I'm like, yeah, let's talk. We go in the car room, we shut it, and she's telling me about how – how difficult it is for her to be in the house. And this is where, and I, I think it's my birthday also this day, this is where it all clicks for me about what's going on with her, like in this conversation with her. Because prior to this, you know, we're all still strangers in the house. I'm not aware of a lot of the conversations that are occurring. Like I'm on the outskirts as well in the sense that no one's really talking game with me. People are just laughing and goofing with me, but I am kind of aware of what's going on. Um, so this is where I really realized what's going on is with this conversation with her. And the second, I don't even think we finished the conversation. Someone interrupts it and is like, what's going on here? And I'm like, okay, one, this is ridiculous. Like whether this was even a game conversation or just a life conversation, like I should be able to talk to this girl. Two, I do remember when I left that room with her, we didn't even really talk game. I think the only game I gave her in that because I'm already planning on working with her and I'm trying to like 
do something like the leftovers. So I tell her, just mm-hmm. believe in me. You're not going home. Like, trust me. And Taylor tells me now, she was like, you know, in the moment, I thought you were just saying that to be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, no, I, I meant it. Like, every time I would walk by you and I would say, like, hold in, uh, hold in there or trust me. Or, like, I, I was really actually trying <laughs> to, like, give you a message. She was like, oh, I just thought you were trying to be nice. I was like, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I remember when I walked out of that room after speaking with her, I was interrogated, basically. Like, what's going on? I don't know if we can trust you. Why are you talking to her? Um, and that for me was like, okay, well, granted, you, you're in the right headspace because I do plan on working with her <laughs> against all of you. Yeah. But it wasn't shown or displayed. So the paranoia was correct, but unfortunately, like the way it was displayed wasn't. And um, from that point moving forward later that night, that's where I think the leftovers walk in and like everybody's ready to go. All right. So the leftovers form. And realistically, there's not much to touch there because you guys end up running through the game. You're you're completely dominating for, for a long period. But it always seemed like there were a little bit of cracks within the leftovers. I felt like every other week it was like, is somebody going to take a shot? Like there was a point where Michael maybe was going to take a shot at Monty. And it was like, if it, if it presented itself and then all of a sudden you were brilliantly you know, having Taylor try to nominate, you were trying to get yourself nominated by Taylor. And then there were conversations that were like, maybe we send Joseph home. Like, Joseph, what were you doing, dude? Yeah. Why are you telling there her to put you on the block? Okay, I do have some justification. I heard about that. Oh, okay. So from my perspective in the house, so my complete objective is around this part where Taylor's HOH, I really want to work with her. So I was pretty well situated in the house, you know. Um, oh, you felt safe. Okay, you felt safe. Basically. You yeah, felt safe. Basically okay. pooching myself. Yeah. So the, 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 the hilarious part is I, uh, I, because I had a pretty good, which at least I thought it was a misconception, of course, always in the house. Um, I wanted Taylor to get, so she made a promise to the girls that she was going to take a big shot. So I was worried that if Taylor just sent Indy home and she didn't at least attempt to make a big shot. Of course, granted, me going on the block, I'm thinking I'm coming down, which is a stupid mistake. But I'm trying to show that Taylor did try to make that big shot. I'm also trying to – me and Taylor are getting so close at this point, and it's worrying other leftovers, and people are getting perceptive of our relationship. So I was like, okay, Taylor, my goal here is if you try to take this shot that you promised – the girls will accept you, you know, to the other side of the house will be like, she did that. Like she tried. My thought process behind this is I'm, I think I'm better situated in the leftovers than I actually am. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all, I'm obviously assuming that as an alliance, like I'll come down since we're the majority of the house at this point. Mm-hmm. So my plan in the time is, you know, Taylor made a promise to the other side of the house and the girls specifically that she was going to try and take a big shot or she's going to attack one of the, the guys. Um, I knew no guy in the alliance would be comfortable doing this. So I didn't want to be in a position where like Taylor or I ask for something like this and, you know, someone gets uncomfortable and it causes a, a rift between Taylor and someone or within the alliance as a whole. So I was like, you know, what? I'll have to I'll have to do it. And Taylor made promises. I think it was something around the lines like a girl won't go home or that it's going to be a big target. So I wanted her to live up to that promise and it seems like I almost made her live up to it too well. I would have been the one to leave. <laughs> but um, that that was my that was my thought process in it. I'm like, you know, if let's say me and Indy go up and Indy still goes home, Taylor at least now has the grace to be like, I tried, guys. Like, you know, I, I did what I said I was going to do. The house didn't vote him out, so that's not on me. And it would have gave her that continuing, continuous relationship she started to build with the other side of the house. So that's what I was thinking when we, or we were thinking. And on top of that, me and her were getting so close personally, it would have gave us the luxury of continuing to maintain being close. But like, she put me up. We can always hide behind the fact that we're not working together from a game standpoint because she put me up. So that's what we were thinking at the time. Clearly, if we were better if we were more aware of the circumstances in the house, I don't think we would have entertained that idea as much as we did. Yeah. Well, I mean, it worked, it worked in your favor anyway, cause you ended up staying and uh, the leftovers continued on, but now it brings us to big brochella. And this is where your demise comes. And dire fest. I was about to say he is dire fest, Cody. 
Direfest is not Brochella. He's Direfest. Oh, you're Direfest. You're outside. Brochella's yeah. inside. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was outside. Which honestly, I should have just put. I should have went home on that pond week at that point. Okay, we had some technical difficulties, but we're back. Cody had to leave, but you get me uh, second best. <laughs> so. Okay, so I did want to ask you, um, let's get into Dire Fest. All right. So were you surprised when Terrence picked you? No, um, absolutely not. The second Terrence grabbed me, I was like, okay, I'm definitely the primary target here. Um, I haven't talked much, hmm. if any, game with Terrence up until this point. Okay. And I was like, I know Terrence had a target for Monty at least, mm-hmm. so I was a little surprised he grabbed me mm-hmm. over him. Okay. So I thought there might be something bigger going on. But the second Terrence picked me, I was like, okay, I'm target number one. And were you aware at all that Kyle was spilling the beans over there about the leftovers? No. So when we initially came into the yard, the plan was let's us three unite, you know, like leftover strong and Alyssa be the target. All three of us agree on that. And um, from a game standpoint, I can see how that, you know, gave Kyle an advantage over me because he had, he and I hit the block immediately and you have Turner not really giving information, me actually trying to give Terrence the runaround and, um, you know, convince him to keep Kyle and Turner and myself as, you know, an asset to go back in the house for him. So I'm protecting Kyle and Turner. I'm trying to get him to target Alyssa. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the only non leftover in the yard while Kyle is giving him the full picture, something Terrence has been craving this entire time since the leftovers took power. So I wasn't made aware because every time us three would unite, we would be like, all right, guys. So same page, right? You know, leftovers, we get back in, we unite. And um, Turner and Kyle would be like, yes, Turner seems to have like actually maintained that initially in the beginning. Um, And then obviously Kyle took the advantage of that to keep giving Terrence information while I would be speaking to Terrence and protecting him. Okay. So then you find out that Kyle has exposed the leftovers to Terrence. You try to have a conversation with Terrence. He, he's not receptive to this conversation at all. all. And then you have Alyssa in a, like a round table discussion with you guys in the backyard. And she's directing like a lot of anger towards you kind of feeling emboldened by her um, through all of this discovery of the leftovers. How are you feeling about this conversation that's happening and your, you know, your longevity after this? Yeah. So I, once Terrence actually has to stop me because I'm in the middle of like speaking about why he should work with Kyle because he's telling me he's planning on targeting Mm -hmm. Kyle um, and Terrence actually stops me and goes, you need to stop trying to protect him. You look like a fool. Um, he's already betrayed you. Yeah. And I was, you know, still seeing if this was a tactic by Terrence to get me to betray mm-hmm. Kyle. So I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, back up your claim. And then Terrence basically tells me everything he shouldn't know, you know, even back to the fact that he's like, I know you insulated me during Festy Besties. He's like, I know you and Monty had me join your group so I couldn't go home. So I'm like, oh, he really knows, knows. Like, he got all the tea. Mm-hmm. Um, so then at this point, I'm like, oh, God, Kyle has betrayed me. And, you know, my game is not looking good because Kyle then now can push whatever narrative in what happened up until now, mm-hmm. you know, emphasizing and de emphasizing things that would help his game. So I decided to do that family meeting um, just because, you know, in the yard, and I'll get more into detail with this, but in the yard, you know, there's not an opportunity or luxury for privacy. Mm -hmm. It's a small box, which I'm sure you know. So any conversation is basically heard. Uh, We would awkwardly, if you wanted to talk game, someone would have to sit in the far like left corner and then other people would have to sit in the far right corner. And even with whispering, you could still hear slight bits and pieces of the conversation. So I was like, you know what, I'm not afforded the luxury right now to take each person individually to a room. Also, because of, you know, time constraints, we were on a schedule of when we could talk game due to the music that they were playing. Hmm. So I now, was, was this before or after detail. the wall yeller. Was it always this like was, that I with think, the music or it, the music came after the wall yeller? I think the music came 
a little bit before hmm. or I, I can't really okay. recall because the wall yeller happened so early, mm -hmm. but the music occurred very early on in the game. The precautionary measures to keep um, outside influence mm -hmm. occurring happened the second it became a reality that, you know, people might influence the game okay. from the outside world. So Big Brother took all the precautionary measures necessary to keep us from, you know, hearing or seeing anything. Um, so with, you know, that being said, I was like, my best option here is to talk to everyone at the same time. I'm not afforded the luxury of playing telephone. I'm not afforded the time or privacy to talk to each person individually and, you know, start Josephing or campaigning. So that's where I call for the family meeting and everyone in Direfest meets under the tent and we have that conversation. Um, I realized quickly that, you know, the extent to Kyle's betrayal is a lot deeper than I thought. He's definitely already pushed a narrative. Um, I feel bad because Alyssa at this point is digesting a lot of betrayal information via Kyle. And Alyssa's my friend in the yard. Like I, from a friend standpoint, realized she was taking in a lot and majority of it, she seemed to be, and she apologizes later. And she does mention that she just took in so much anger because me watching the episodes now she in the yard was like you know like how could you do that to me she was mad at me from a friend standpoint mm -hmm. but me watching the episodes like she was very involved in post pack she was actively in alliances that had nothing to do with me so us ending up on two different sides of the house um is simply game mm -hmm. i don't think anything worth like getting upset over but i guess she had a whole different relationship with kyle they were in the same alliances you know they had their showman so I could definitely tell her frustration and anger was directed at Kyle, but I was receiving it in that yeah, moment. And that was, be yeah. And that's because if she would have shared that frustration with Kyle, then I think there was a higher probability Kyle would have went home because that would have looked bad to Terrence and Turner. Yeah. Um, it would have looked like they couldn't all work together. There's no unity. But I think because she wanted to work with Kyle, she was forced to release that frustration on me. And me understanding that and me just, you know, from a friend standpoint, I just kind of took the hit and was like, you know, there's nothing really. I said my piece. I gave her the truth. If she wants to believe that, that's up to her. Um, if she wants to be angry with me for, you know, playing on the other side of the house as well as like Kyle and Turner did. They were in the same exact alliance I was getting yelled at for. Um, then um, I was like, so be it. Uh, so I just kind of took that hit and the frustration was hoping she did apologize for it afterwards and acknowledge that like a lot of that um, anger was directed at Kyle, but she unfortunately sent it my way. <laughs> I mean, that was big of you to, you know, to recognize that um, she felt that way and to not take it so personally and to realize it was about somebody else, even though you were on the receiving end of it. So. So let's say this, this yeah. is a hypothetical and these are always like, there's no right or wrong. However, if you had not been evicted during Dire Fest and it, and it would have been Kyle or Alyssa and you would have ended back up in the, you'd have ended up in, back in the house, what would have played out? How would it have played out for you once you rejoined the house? Um, I, so I would have definitely first went back to Monty and Taylor, the very problem I had in the yard. Um, consistently my relationship with them was always reiterated to me as like you know um terrence would tell me you know i'm dealing with a showmance mm -hmm. here out here but with you i have a bromance and showmance waiting inside which was a fair concern mm -hmm. um and that's why i'm forced to you know try to distance myself to him so i can get it in there and my primary objective is to prevent the after party which is what they name themselves mm -hmm. from actually forming mm -hmm. because i was like you know they, they have the upper hand on everyone in Brochella. They can push an easy rhetoric that, you know, Joseph betrayed everyone and we had to send him home for that and, you know, just play the leftovers. So going back in, I would have definitely wanted to reunite with Taylor and Monty. Um, I had suspicions that Michael may have been targeting me at some point and being the great player that he is, I possibly would have, you know, felt the water with where he stood and his relationship with me, whether I was a priority of his or not. Um, but I definitely would have reunited with Monty and Taylor. Cause even in the yard, I was thinking I wanted those two to be in my final three. Okay. 
So, okay, I've got another question, but that brings me to to that. So pre-Dire Fest, your final two would have been who? Pre-Dire, uh, I think the week I'm chained to Taylor, I would have probably did a final two with Taylor. Okay. Like, because we already start talking about it. The only reason I don't engage in these conversations, because obviously other than the pound, I was so worried that if we started getting too antsy and uh, we started locking things in a little early, then it would cause, I had a big thing. And I think Tiffany, this is a lot because of, I respected so much what you guys did from your mm-hmm. season. I really, really wanted all seven of us to make it to I the saw end. That. So the reason, yeah, you kept the saying reason that, and I, I was I like, really, no. <laughs> yeah, it was, it maybe wasn't the greatest game move. It maybe wasn't possible, but I, I wanted to at least try it before I at least gave up on it. Yeah. And, you know, admirability is not really the way to win in Big Brother a lot of times. So um, I really wanted the seven of us to make it to the end. So a lot of the reasons I, I don't prioritize a lot of end game talk is because I don't want people to get too thirsty to start taking shots before the seven of us are facing each other. And I thought all seven were amazing competitors that I was looking forward to what we would call chapter two of the game where the leftovers go against each other. So I was extremely excited for that. But, you know, that's wishful thinking to think that we would all seven truly wait till it's the final seven and then all of us start going after one another, especially when people's threat levels started to be, you know, compared to who was left in the house and does it make sense to send this person home when we can send this person. So it was a little bit of wishful thinking, but that's why I'm not really, you won't really hear me engaging in uh, final talk. And the closer I get to Taylor with each week, the more I'm like, I want to work with her. So that was also like a difficulty for me because I was in the pound, which we were initially trying to take towards the end. And then Taylor did inform me that, you know, her, Michael and Brittany lock in a final three but Taylor and I relationship was definitely going to cause a lot of problems for the pound and for Michael and Brittany's final three, because within the pound, I definitely noticed that Turner and Kyle locked in together and um, that left Monty and I by association to lock in with one another. But um, I haven't, I wasn't ready to make that decision because I was still considering other people. So that was already problematic. So the pound was crumbling on its own. Now, when you were on the stage with Julie after you were evicted, do you remember who you told her you were rooting for? Um, I think I said Monty or Taylor. You said Monty I'm not and too the pound. Sure. Oh, really? Yeah, because probably in my exit interviews, no, I we hadn't made it there. in the yard. We hadn't made just or on, on, the, you met Julie first. Oh, yeah. When so I'm on speaking the stage with Julie, with Julie when I you were evicted, say, yeah, you were, she asked you yeah, well, who not, you were rooting that, for? Yeah, that definitely should have been a misspoken because the pound included Monty, Kyle, and Turner. And I don't think I wanted Kyle and Turner okay. to win at that point. Okay. But Monty at that point in the yard, he was primarily why I wasn't, like, he was the hugest concern. So to me, his game was at the biggest threat. So I was initially like, uh, which I I think I said he might have also been the one to go home as well because in the yard I was getting a lot of your and Monty relationship is problematic and when Kyle leave he actually says let's go to war as a play on Monty and I so after a week of his gameplay being highlighted to me I was like he was higher I thought his game was higher at risk than anyone else's which is why I'm like rooting for him okay okay so you, uh, I did want to ask you this because you brought up being a double agent. And so did you think that playing a double agent hurt your game at all? Yes, I definitely think it did because it does come back to bite me in the yard. Um, when Kyle, who was also playing a double agent, you know, tells me that, um, when he releases that, you know, Joseph and I were both you know, revealing everything into to the information. I would have preferred not to been in that position, mm. but we were all laying in what we called the bubble room one day. And then that's where, you know, everyone's like, oh, good. We're all here. The people who are not in the alliance. And obviously Kyle and I aren't going to be like, oh, no, sorry. We are in that major mm. alliance. Mm-hmm. So 
I definitely thought at that point, um, I, I'm going to give whatever information that's not from my alliance mm-hmm. to the alliance that I plan on working with. And um, I, I realized that this in the long run wasn't really feasible because anyone, if any one of those people got HOH, they could easily be like, you know, we know this because Joseph told us. Okay. Um, so I didn't love the position, but, you know, I wasn't going to not relay information to my alliance because then that could come off as, you know, suspect or that I might be jumping ship. Yeah. And, um, I, I, you know, ultimately from personally, from my game standpoint, I didn't want to really continue it. But for the alliance as a whole, like I'm not going to sit on information. So let's get to now you have been evicted and you're in jury. And then Kyle comes in right behind you. Are you surprised? Oh, my God. Um, So, uh, yes and no. Because, one, I thought he was in a pretty good situation in the house. With Terrence, Turner, Alyssa. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And with the fact that he still has those relationships to negotiate with, you know, Monty, Brittany, uh, Taylor, and Michael, mm-hmm. because, you know, as a, you know, as a leftover, he can then utilize the pound to bring Monty and Turner in and just be like, you know, Joseph was collateral damage in the yard. Like we couldn't stop that. Terrence wanted him. Yeah. So I thought he was pretty well situated in the game. However, the only thing I was rooting for was either Taylor or Monty to piece together that like something fishy went in the yard mm-hmm. and then they they go after him. That's that's really what I was hoping for so when i see him i'm like oh okay like it happened like either yeah either turner uh told everyone like joseph was betrayed and you know he tried to protect us so i was kind of like i had high hopes for turner i was like maybe turner went in there and turner told everybody what actually happened or i was like you know taylor monty through their intuition um you know realized something was off and they sent him home i mean unfortunately that wasn't my reality but that's why i'm so happy when i initially see him because I was like, oh, okay, you know, like whatever objective the after party had Mm -hmm. wasn't met. So then you find out why he's there. And I know you know now that the look on your face has been, uh, let's see, I learned the difference between a gif and a meme. A meme uh, (laughs) going around. Um, What are your, I know you've probably shared this moment before, but, you know, you find out why he's there. How do you take that in? Um, so in the moment, um, I just felt a little, you know, just disappointed because as you can see in the yard, like um, I, he, he told me he felt just threatened, yeah. but um, throughout the whole game, I wanted to be nothing more but his ally and his friend. Um, and I felt like my actions kind of followed through with that. Um, never was I until I'm literally forced against the wall Mm -hmm. going after Kyle. Mm -hmm. So I kind of shared that sentiment with him. I'm like, you know, I'm sorry you had these thoughts, but you know, I was always, I was always your friend and your ally in the game. Um, I was never, you know, going against you. Any advice I gave to you truly was like to help benefit. I wanted all seven of us to make it towards the end. So definitely disappointed um, is my initial reaction. And then fortunately we were, granted the opportunity to have productive conversations yeah. later in the jury house to, you know, foster a more productive relationship and environment. So in the jury house, um, how were the dynamics set up? Like, was everyone as pro Taylor um, as they're claiming to be now? Um, when did the jury shift? Because of the, the dynamics in the house were, we want Taylor gone. And so then as we see these jury segments, it's like we want Taylor to win. When did that and how did that shift occur? Um, So I would have to say it definitely occurred. um, A lot of it, it seems like Taylor had productive conversations with people and did a lot of jury management before they left. So obviously someone who always maintained a positive relationship with Taylor, um, I was I was pro her or Monty towards the end because those were the closest people I felt to in the house. Mm-hmm. And as I analyzed the game and digested it further, and I think I say, I'm not sure, I haven't watched the episode, but I said it in the DR. I was like, if if what I went through in Direfest is even 
smallly because I felt a little isolation, mm-hmm. you know. But I was like, if that is even relatively what that girl had to endure for the last two weeks, like that is where I'm starting to really appreciate her social game mm-hmm. and her ability to, you know, overcome those difficulties. And that's where I'm starting to really analyze the social aspect of the game and realize, you know, the conclusion of a game is coming. It seems like, um, it seems like Tiffany. Yep. Can you hear me? Um, it seems like, yeah, sorry. It seems like other people in the house started to share that same sentiment because as the numbers in the house dwindled, everyone was given an opportunity to really speak and get to know Taylor for Taylor. And there was less influence from other people. So when people initially came and we were talking about anyone who could possibly win, Taylor was always on a high priority list for everyone. And then week after week, as she persevered, like it just solidified her place in winning. Okay. So even before, so prior to round table, you guys were pro Taylor would both so by the time you guys made it to the round table was it we have to see who's in the final two and we have to hear the final two speeches or hear what they had to say or that didn't matter it was always just going to be taylor um so i i would speak for myself i honestly admired taylor's social game and i've said this before just the way she played big brother and her story will be is like no other um, so that's why for me, it was going to be very difficult for anyone to be her. It's like, honestly, even as the game, the more I, you know, digested and observed how she played the game and where she started to, to where she ended up mm-hmm. and how she did that, the harder it was for anyone else to get a vote from me. Um, I think the other house guests, we still relatively, you know, week after week, so many things can happen. So no one wants to make like a preconceived idea and just you know stay narrow-minded and not do that but the story that taylor had was like no other that it was very very difficult to beat it so i think i want to say we all kept an open mind but Mm -hmm. it was very pro taylor okay so now you've been out of the house for what is it two weeks now yeah hanging out with your cast you've been able to watch back some of the season has your perspective changed at all now that you've watched some things back now that you've gotten to know your cast outside of the house versus playing a game with them um yeah how how has your perspective changed if at at all so it's like it's slightly altered i mean fortunately um or i haven't seen everything Mm -hmm. yet that would i think require taylor and i have decided to digest things in two different Uh, paces Mm -hmm. and um, some things are definitely unfortunate because I have been made aware of certain circumstances I would hope would be met with you know accountability and apologies which a lot of people have done Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately Taylor and I share the sentiment that like our relationships with the entire cast is going to be based on our own perceptions and how we want to handle it personally and we both respect that um I, I definitely, I, I've been spending majority of my time with her and she's exactly the person I thought she was. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and for the rest of the cast, like, you know, usually when they were here, it was pretty brief and we tried to just maintain humor and good times. So, but as I watch the show more and become more aware, you know, Taylor will usually fill in a perspective like, you know, that situation was met with an apology mm-hmm. and accountability and like, you know, just provide more insight to okay. me on how, a lot of this unfolded so though so that the feelings after watching it don't just sit and fester she's like Absolutely. clearing up like yeah i know we're watching this and it's hard to watch but i also did have a conversation with this person since this has all happened and don't hold any emotion on it i'm i'm a i'm okay we've we've worked through it absolutely okay. yep that's exactly how we're doing it and um fortunately she's she's such a I just love her approach to how she handles difficulties and it's so mature. It's so intelligent. And that's why I'm glad we're digesting the show the way we are is because uh, it does offer us that opportunity for full clarity. And then she'll just, as you mentioned, like there should be no emotions here because although this was a mistake, Mm -hmm. it was met with this response. And I love that. And that's the type of, you know, person I love to be around and, it's just very productive. That's awesome to hear. So, Joseph, what is next for Joseph? 
I know you're out Josephing in various ways. <laughs> what is next for you? What should we expect? Um, I'm going to say I plan to go home and visit my family as soon as possible. I just wanted to situate a lot of things yeah. we had to do here in mm -hmm. L.A., um, but when I get back home, you know, my dad has definitely been very big. Like, so are you going to be a lawyer or yeah. what's up with that? Yeah. So I, I, I plan to, you know, check in with my legal career, but the heartwarming messages, the, the lives, I guess I touched, it, it just really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And if there's any way I could keep that positivity going, I want to maintain that. Um, so I'm definitely trying to see how I can manage, you know, being a positive influence and then hopefully maintaining my legal career in the same. But as each opportunity comes, I weigh it in and just like how Big Brother knocked on my door one day and I never thought I would do it or go. I'm just kind of taking it, you know, day by day. So what is in store for you and Taylor? Um, I would say a lot of growth and a lot of possibility because we have been together the more I get to know her and the more time I spend with her oh my god <laughs> she's just she's amazing she's great um, I'm so excited for what's in store for both of us I think sh she's so emotionally intelligent and mature with how she handles the situation and our priority for both of us is longevity and um, whether it's as best friends or in a relationship we just want to make sure we're both a part of each other's lives and um, I'm hopeful for whatever decision we both come to. I just know we'll be a part of each other's lives and I can't wait. And the jailers will be happy. <laughs> they will. <laughs> um, congratulations. I'm glad that you were able to find you both were able to find a friend within each other. Um, something long lasting. I think this experience is a once in a lifetime. I know that th there are castmates of mine like I don't want to ever be without in, within my life like we just are united we're together we're family and so whether that's business or personal or whatever it's just we do always want to maintain having each other as a part of each other in our lives and so I think that's beautiful and I'm glad that you were able and you both were able to find that within each other and um Good luck in all of your endeavors. I do thank you for taking time to sit down and talk with the Winter Circle today. Please um, tell our viewers how they can find you. If you want to leave us with a final thought, I thought that your last thought was great, like in inspiring and empowering others. But if you have anything else that you'd like to share, you feel free to. And then also let us know where we can find you. Thank you so much. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram at Abden Joseph, Twitter, Joseph Abden, and Snapchat and TikTok on Joseph Abden Esquire. Tiffany, I want to thank you so much for such an amazing interview for your time as well. And, you know, you know, personally, you've reached out to me. You've helped me a lot. All your friends, you guys are all like family to me. So thank you so much. And my final thought will be, guys, please always respond with love and positivity. That is the best way to handle some difficult circumstances. So that's my final thought. And thank you all. And I'm so appreciative for this opportunity and everyone I've met throughout this experience. A beautiful human. Thank you, Joseph. You all can find me on Instagram at absolutely gorgeous 100. You can find me on Twitter at absolutely tiff. Go to my page, donate to my hearts of reality foundation link that I have on my page. Everything goes to uh, give kids the world, which is a place where children are that are not so able to either physically or, or their health wise able to um, financially get there but our donations do help a family take a week-long vacation at this whimsical park um, and it is for ill children so um, find the time or find something to donate but we really do appreciate it you can find me here on the winter circle and remember to like subscribe and comment later bye guys bye everybody thank you i'm going to end the recording i hope i can it might be, uh, let's see, recording. Um, can I end it? I probably can't. I'm going to probably have to reach out to. Tracy. Uh, yeah. Uh, nope. Cody's. Oh, let's see. Recordings. Can I stop it?
I don't know if I can stop it or not. But anyway, you <laughs> you are free to go. Thank you, Joseph. Again, oh I wish God. you and six, you and Thank Taylor you. much success. All of you. I wish all of you um, well. And um, seriously, thank you so much. Thank just you. just find time to um, me time, personal time. Mm-hmm. Don't get so absorbed mm-hmm. in the social media of everything. And it's it's a challenge going from a private person to such a public person at in being mm-hmm. so young and expected to know so much. Like fans just do expect us to always have the right response, the right answer, uh, the right reaction. And we're human, just like everybody else. This is a new this this is a new celebrity um, for us. And we don't always know how to navigate it. But I will say that you and Taylor, you de- you definitely do a very good job of um, being great representations for people. Period. And so, continue to to explore that, but also remember that you just jumped into. It's like somebody put you on a basketball court and said, "Okay, you're an all star. Go out here and make free. Th- go go make baskets." Mm-hmm. You have to take time to digest it, to get comfortable in it, but. Your health, mental, physical, emotional, psychological, all of that is the most important. So don't overexert yourself. Don't wear yourself thin. Take it one day at a time. Don't give too much. But always leave fans just wanting a little bit more. But have fun with it. Thank you so much, Tiffany. That is amazing advice. And, you know, we definitely do try to, like, disconnect when we can here and there because it can be overstimulating and overwhelming to digest a lot of it. Me personally, you know, literally going from private citizen to public figure was like definitely a huge hit. And this is, you know, extrovert and outgoing as I am, it still can be overwhelming at times. And you're absolutely right. Definitely don't want to lose myself in it, Mm -hmm. um, which is why I'm very excited to go home this week and like just spend a lot of time with my family Mm -hmm. and kind of disconnect a little from that Mm -hmm. LA life. Um, But thank you. You know, everyone's been so so like caretaking and helpful and all the advice is very much appreciated you're welcome all right love i'm gonna let you go 